Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. We're going to have some fun this afternoon talking with Robert Cornish. Hello, Robert. Hey there. How are you uh, doing this afternoon and where are you? Doing very well. Just a little bit north of Seattle uh, uh, in the office here in, in Linwood, Washington. Okay. Yep. Your, your background, everything. I'm intrigued with your book. I'm intrigued with your accomplishments. And the thing that uh, uh, we get into on this podcast is the how people operate, what they've learned about what what works and what doesn't work, you know, and you got to make choices in life. You know, you're out there, you become an adult. And as we say, like, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I got to make a choice and then I got to live with it. Yep. And if I don't like it, then I got to change it. Yep. And then you learn how to do that in the beginning and you flounder around, but that the floundering is very useful because you're, you're learning to be assertive. You're learning what doesn't work. You're learning to, uh, how much pressure to put on when you need to be assertive and, you know, not turn into a butthole, you know, and run everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a, you can't run everybody off all the time and have a team. So, you know, right. you learn these things while you're floundering around. But then what I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it, I, I noticed it first, Robert, in, in sales and doing presentations. Like, you know, you learn how to present something, you get the facts and cover it, you know, and disturb. And then, you know, here's a solution and, and overcoming the objections as you go through the process. But what I found was that in the beginning, it was a matter of learning to memorize it you know, like you're an actor or something. But as you gave it, as you got into the flow of prospecting, all of a sudden, the words started coming out of my mouth. And I noticed with other people, even the same thing happens in speaking, yeah. like words come out of your mouth, illustrations pop into your head that are just like, Bringing brilliant, you know, it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> well, it comes from your subconscious and everything. It kind of shows you, you actually have a pretty powerful uh, uh, brain up there on your shoulders. If you challenge it to go forward, you know, put it in an uncomfortable situation, make it do things. And then all of a sudden, you know, it starts coming up with stuff. And what I call that, that's really the magic of big leaders and high achievers, the magic that only came because they put themselves out on the firing line. They did the repetitions and then they got insights that came from, you know, inside them about what they're doing. And this is what makes, you know, the high achievers unique, you know, like yourself, you know, like when you write a book, you've got things to offer that other people don't have to offer, which you learned by doing what you had set out for yourself to do, you know? So that's why, I've got one of the most fun jobs in the world of talking to high achievers yeah. and uh, being operating in that world because it's like you're just delving. It's it's like a license to go and look at the magic, yeah. you know, and where the magic came from. And the, those insights that you know are work for you and uh, you're really not interested in arguing anything about it because anybody about it, because you know, it works, you know, it's just like you've proven to yourself. So, as you know, where did you get, would you say, uh, got you started on your road? Let's just tell people uh, your 
Comp- your current company, just kind of a quick overview, correct me on these things you want, uh, uh, has been listed one of the fastest growing companies in uh, your state, Washington, but also all over the United States. Uh, in Inc. 5000 from 2013 to 17, Silicon Valley fastest growing. Uh, I don't know what that 54 times. What is that Silicon Valley? What is that? Um, yeah, it was the Silicon Valley Fast 50. It was the Fast 50 list, and we made that four times. And then the, we okay. made the Inc. 5000 list five times. And um, But yeah. I mean, 360. Yep. And, uh, uh, and, and so you got a book that came from that that hopefully we're going to talk about. But uh, where did this, before you even get started, you, you run a, a company now. Uh, you've got the Richter Group of companies. Yep. Uh, that, that's what got kicked off in 2013. But before that, where did you get, you know, where did you come from? <laughs> so, uh, where did you say so, you came from? You know? Yeah, I mean, so so Richter actually started in 2008. Uh, and then I started okay. with a group of companies, which is the holding company. Okay. But I, I've been doing this for 15 years. And, um, you know, I for me, I mean, I've really always been an entrepreneur, to be honest. I mean, even when I was a little kid, I was always thinking about ideas. And even to my friends, I, I, I told them I never wanted to work for someone really. And that wasn't really my path. Um, I always wanted to own a company. I didn't really know the term entrepreneur, but I definitely knew that I wanted to have my own company. Um, and what that company was kind of evolved over the years. So sometimes I had different ideas of what that might be. But I that that was always a constant for me was was I knew that when I got out of school, I was going to start a company. And that is what I ended up doing. Um, and so I've, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for, you know, 20 years, you know, I said about 20 years yeah. and um, had various different companies, but I've been running Richter for the last 15 years. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really always been the thing that I've studied and read and been doing and been around and, uh, kind of immerse myself in, you know. You know, as we're thinking about uh, doing well and passing on uh, what we learn to the generations coming behind us, you know, you know, it, which is the real rewarding part of having achieved success of being able to pass it on, you know, inside and outside your own family and your own company. But uh, you wonder what, you know, it's the nature and nurture situation. You wonder, like, here you are. A young, young guy, and you've got this thought in your head, you know, like sometimes it just comes, you know, it's like divinely planted in you. And, uh, you know, you got the the kid in New York City up on uh, uh, living on the east side in a luxury apartment. He wants to be a rodeo rider. He wants to ride Broncos for his career, you know, but then you have a little girl out in the middle of Wyoming. No one's ever seen a ballet and she wants to be a ball, you know, ballerina. And so sometimes it's planted like that. A lot of times it's nurtured. Where do you think yours, you got that idea? Like I want to be my own boss. That's the, that's the path for me. Uh, where do you think it came from? Um, I, I think it's just who I am, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it, I, when I look back to even being a kid, you know, even, even the choices I make, I played competitive hockey and, and I was a goalie, you know, and I often think that the goalie is kind of the entrepreneur position of that. Right. Because you see the whole ice, you can see the plays, the players come to you, you kind of help lead the team and, and you can, you could steer the team to some degree. So I think there's, there's a, you know, I was compelled towards leadership. I was compelled towards ideation, like ideas and doing things and being able to sort of mold things to, to what I want. I've always, I've never had a shortage of ideas. Um, and, and I like to, I like to sort of be able to build the thing that I want to build. I, 
I think it's great when people can can work for great organizations and 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 contribute to that motion. But I think that you know there's an element that we, if you really listen to yourself, you tend to know who you are, yeah, and what you're interested in. And for me, this is who I am, and 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 what I'm interested in. And so when I when I pursue the things that I have a strong interest in, um, you know, it makes it a lot easier. If you pursue something where it's just to make money or to make a buck. It makes it very difficult to push through the struggles and the various things you're you're doing. But if you're if you're a little bit more aligned, I would say with with who you actually are, um, you know, and 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 you can kind of lean into that. I think you're going to do a lot better. Yeah, and it's a matter of reaching the point where you think about these things. Some people don't think about it till they're in their fifties. You know, you know, they've just been doing what they were doing, and you know, yeah. following the rat path and. Uh, but the sooner you can start, like, who am I? You know, what do I want? And a lot of that, uh, Robert, I don't know if you'll agree with it, but a lot of that comes from what you're interested in. You know, like, you know, you take 100 people and show them 100 different things. They're not all in you to put some kind of uh, electrodes on them to see what their brain, you know, gets fired up about. They're not all going to get. They're probably going to have a almost a hundred different things they get fired up about, but you can't control that response. I used to have uh, go in meetings and just for fun, I would put up things I'd done with a family and think places we've been. And you have, you know, you have big homes. You have, you know, or then sometimes you just throw things in like a fancy motorcycle or you know race cars or the, some of the big resorts around the world. And you see the audience, you just flash the picture up there and you go, ooh, you know. The involuntary, you know, comes from the God is like, wow, ooh, it's like, you know, whatever you ooed for. What I found is people tend to put you down uh, when you, uh, you're materialistic, you're selfish, you don't understand, you know, things don't bring you happiness, you know. But the one thing that going after something that, you know, in our company, one of the greatest early explosions we had was a guy came in, didn't even want to do this full time, but he wanted a Winnebago. He wanted a dadgum Winnebago. And so he wanted to come in, learn, do this enough on the side to where he could get a Winnebago. Never bought the Winnebago. <laughs> they wound up, wound up making hundreds of thousands of dollars, moving to another state, building a huge organization. But what lit his fire was he wanted something and he was interested in something. And to me, that's what, you know, I, I take a, a kind of a, a different approach to where if there's something material out there that fires your butt up, you know, if it's a home, a vacation, or it's, you know, some kind of thing just on a guttural level of boom, uh, go after it. And mm -hmm. uh, that, because the key is to unleash what's inside you. And the way you find out, a lot of find out what kind of person you are is like, what does interest me? Yeah. And a lot of times the first things you're interested in is not really what uh, where you're going to wind up, but it gets you going and you learn things, you know, because it gets you moving forward. But how did you get moved? What, what were the first things that ideas that came across your radar and you said, I'm going to give this thing a try early on? And what kind of things uh, which you got you went rolling after? Um, well, I mean, I've always loved business and 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 stocks and things like that. So when I, you know, I I I I guess the, the very first thing was probably stocks. I, I studied stocks and was was trading stocks, and actually helped me launch my first company. So I actually did quite well. And then I I took you know I, I sort of built my portfolio. I studied yeah. 
many, 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 many books. I'm an avid reader. Yeah. And so at the time, probably read 50, 50 some odd books on, on stocks and investments and things like that. But I loved business. I loved that space. And when I was, you know, 18, 19, I was reading all about it all the time, every day. And, um, and, and I, what, what do you stocks. think was fascinating to you about it? I don't know. I love companies. I love companies. I love businesses. Stocks are companies, right? Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I loved reading about these different things and like companies. That's why yeah. I like stocks. Um, and so I, I would study the different companies and what are they doing? And then there would be some that maybe go IPO and things I wanted to get behind. And right. so I took the, the little money I had and then I kept building it and building it until I had a pretty good sum. Um, and then I, I ended up taking that amount and investing it and started my first company with real estate. And, um, and we ended up doing real estate. I, I don't really know what I was doing necessarily, but I knew, you know, I knew enough to start an LLC and I knew enough to like figure it out and like get our first deal. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and from there, it just kind of like, you just kind of do, 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 you know, and you kind of right. read books and then you do, and then you learn as you go. Um, and that was kind of how I, I got going. Did you ever get follow up with uh, uh, some of the authors who wrote these books and 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 get to where you knew them personally, or is there? Did you find that yeah. certain authors you responded to more than others, and you know, yeah. wound up wound up uh, you know getting some kind of relationship or something? Uh, like so, that? Some I have, I have connected with some, but not necessarily from the early days stock books. But I I have done that um, from time to time, like on LinkedIn and connect with people and. And, and, you know, I love reading, so I'm an avid reader. And so I have definitely connected with people that have written books, not all of them, but some of them I have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of a advantage, because you said, you know, the, the stock market is a, a big place where, you know, it's a big casino and uh, it, it, no rhyme or reason, you know, you know, you, and you go in and you laid a foundation of reading the books and getting getting yourself self educated i guess before you went in too much and that maybe that gave you uh uh an edge cuz you said you were maybe, successful maybe maybe i think also just you know going back to knowing yourself yeah i i'm i'm good at i've always been good at trends i've always loved brands since i was a little kid i used to cut all the brands out the logos out of of uh, off things and i made a patch hat i i would wear a patch hat it was like eighth grade of you know nike and and all these different things really? and i, I had i love brands right i love companies since i was a little kid so logos and brands and that kind of stuff so the truth is the stock market's honestly just an extension of that to some degree like i knew coach IPO would go well at the time, or I knew, uh, you know, I don't know, Krispy Kreme or PayPal or the different things I was invested yeah. in. I knew those were going to go well at the time. And because I knew the brand, knew the companies, I, I knew this kind of stuff and I would study the companies. And I think that you do need to know the technical aspect of trade stock, but stock is just not about, it's not just about the the numbers and and different things like that, or even gambling to some degree. I I, I think that when you understand the companies and then you also understand humans and and the sort of rational aspect of humans because stocks sometimes do things where an analyst will think, well, this shouldn't be worth this, but it, right. but humans are rational, right? right? So you know sometimes stocks move based off a rational desires. I mean, game you know yeah. GameStop that's that right. stock recently that went crazy from you know people who posted it on Reddit. It's like yeah. you can't explain that, but you. You can if you look at the human aspect or the human love for a brand or what they're right. doing. You know, so I, I think there's multi 
points of a, of trading stock that are interesting and then that carry over to understanding business, right? So when you look at a business, ultimately when you buy stock, you're buying into a company. And yeah. companies, um, you know, the more you know about the company, the more you understand and like that brand or like the company. Um, and if you think it's undervalued from where it's currently trading, you know, I, I, I think it's it's a fairly safe bet. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.